0: It's time for the North Idaho Prepcast on IdahoSports.com. Hello and welcome in. It is the North Idaho Prepcast on IdahoSports.com, breaking on districts one and two, week in week out in the great state of Idaho. Brandon Mani, joined by our North Idaho expert Ryan Skaggs. Hello, Ryan. How are you?
1: Good morning. How about yourself?
0: Uh, you know I. Could I'm doing be... well, I
1: should say. How about yourself? But yeah, I... yeah,
0: I'm 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 well, all things considered, uh, for sure. We we generally like to keep things pretty light here on the uh, on the Prepcast, uh, as evidenced by last week's show where we went <laughs> off tangent. I don't even know seven times um,
1: off the rails a little bit.
0: Yeah, but we have to start with a little bit of a downer today and some sad news. Uh, this is a story, of course, everybody in North Idaho has been following uh, for the last year um but uh craig teft the uh icon of saint mary's longtime football coach longtime baseball coach for the lumberjacks uh passed away uh due to colon cancer um we knew he had been battling that of course we t- have talked about it numerous times here on the prep cast over the past year um i just I, I pray now that his his struggles are over and he's in a better yep. place
1: yeah, I know that he he was actually at the game Friday night from what I, um, you know, heard from talking to a few of the other coaches in the area. And, you know, he, he rallied a little bit, and it was cool because he was surrounded by a group of friends. And then uh, he obviously – we were recording on Wednesday, the 20th. He passed yesterday afternoon, um, surrounded by friends and family. And, um, you know, so our, our hearts go out to them. That's a huge loss. It's – you know, we kind of experienced the same – similar situation up here in North Idaho – um, I think it was back in in 2015 when we lost the Post Falls High School coach, uh, Coach Hines, and uh, yeah. So I mean, it's just um, it's a huge loss. I mean, Craig's a great guy and and just a, he's a you know consummate professional in in coaching. And I think you look beyond like X's and O's on the football field. We get caught up in a lot of accolades and how much success he had as coach at St. Mary's, but. Um, he was just a better person, I think, than he was a coach. And you look, you talk to any of the kids that have gone through the program, and all the people that knew him in the industry. I got to know him um, on the football field a little bit from my time coaching up here in North Idaho, and um, you know he's just a just a, a great guy. And you know that's a huge loss. It hurts, and I know that you know he's got many friends that are coaches around the area and growing up here in North Idaho, and you know he's pretty pretty tight with the, the basketball staff down at Kendrick and. Um, you know, growing up with the so flows and, and that's just a, it's a, it's a massive loss and, um, to know that he was with family and friends, about these struggles now complete and he's, you know, he fought to the last minute and, uh, he doesn't have to fight anymore. That's, uh, you know, it's sad, but you know, our, our prayers are with his family and, uh, with, with the community in St. Mary's and all of his friends.
0: Yeah. It, it was right around a year Um, that he got the diagnosis and had been battling it. He, he coached St. Mary's last year in football, uh, and got, got him to the playoffs. Uh, and they got to go to Aberdeen for a first round playoff game. That was the last time I, I talked to him, uh, in, in text where he, you know, uh, responded. We had a back and forth talking about that game. Um, and then, and then the news came out shortly after that, Hey, he's battling cancer. We thought, okay, maybe he can still coach baseball, you know, stepped away from that. Um, fundraisers were happening. Everybody had their, you know, teft, strong shirts. Um, and that was, I think, one of the really inspirational stories last year. You talked about the ties that uh, Craig had to Kendrick. That's where he grew up. Yeah. Uh, when Kendrick played St. Mary's last year in boys basketball, the Kendrick team all bought those teft, strong shirts. Um, and it was all a fundraiser to help pay for his his expenses and treatment and whatnot. And yeah. uh, they, the entire team bought those shirts didn't tell St. Mary's and just came out to warm up with those shirts on. And that was a really impactful moment uh, for each of those communities.
1: Yeah. There was a lot of tears in the crowd (laughs) that came. So, um, but you know, we just, you can't speak high enough about, you know, individuals like that. And when you lose one, that's, you know, you say one of the good ones Um, it stings a little bit. I mean, we kind of knew that things weren't the greatest in the last month or so for him. And, you know, he's been, He's been fighting hard and uh, you know it, it sucks. it does suck and you know it hurts a little bit and um, you know I look at for that that program, you know I mean they look at the kids that were you know under his leadership for so long that are still in the program and um, that's just a, it's a tough experience to go through for a community and especially such a tight community like St. Mary's. I mean it's very you don't get a lot of places like that in in the United States even I wouldn't say just Idaho but in around the US uh, communities that are that close and that tight. Um, so I know that this one today hurts a little bit for them.
0: Yeah. For me personally, I've shared this several times, but that's where I, my father-in-law grew up in St. Mary's graduated from there in 77. So I've kind of got a soft spot in my heart for St. Mary's. In fact, they have a house in, uh, St. Mary's actually flat Creek, which is South of town. Um, my in-laws have a house there for retirement, but they haven't retired yet. So it sits empty <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> so my wife and I will go down there on the weekends and uh, we joke, we joke that it's our, our uh, summer home, our weekend home. We do, we, we're helping, you know, put blinds up and get the house ready and stuff. But anyways, yeah. um, it is a cool community down there. Uh, they're grieving obviously. And man, Craig was only 47 years old. I feel like that's like way too early. And this is like, it's becoming a trend in North Idaho. I feel like the past couple of years with Andrew Beck, who pioneered girls wrestling for both Highland and Grangeville. Um, And then last year, Lance Abendroth, um, the athletic director at Moscow, he went way too early. And now Craig, it's just like, Oh, this is a trend that I don't like to see, but we're losing these high quality people way, way too
1: soon. Yeah. And it's, you know, we're supposed to die when we're fat and old and, um you know it's not it's not supposed to be young like this and that's i think part of the part that hurts but um you know the bright spots too is that you know you talk about leaving a legacy um i think he did did that very well in saint mary's and i think that you know the mantles being carried um you know by other coaches other like coach chase with the basketball program uh who's a really close friend of craig's and he does a great job and coaches kind of in a similar fashion where he builds a relationship with his players and the players respond out of the relationship and the respect is there because of that. And yeah, it's just uh, it's a, it's a, it's a rough thing to go through. And so, you know, we don't want to keep, keep hammering how, how much it sucks to lose somebody, but there's some really fond memories too, that I know a lot of people have of, of Craig and the type of character that he was. So um, yeah, it, it, we're hurting a little bit today, but I think there's going to be some times where, you know, In the future, you're going to be able to look back and um, smile because a lot of cool stuff happened and and all the the fun moments with the guy.
0: Yeah, well, I I think uh, the first memory everybody has is that 2016 St. Mary's team that uh, won state Uh, coach Teft was the Craig was the guy leading the charge there and that's their uh, first and only championship in school history in in 2016. What a special year that was.
1: Yeah, I mean, and I remember coaching against them in a in a jamboree with, with when he had that group. Um, and it was, yeah, I mean, that was a special special crew that he had. I mean, we were a 4A team. We were looking at them as a 2A, and we're like, yeah, we want nothing to do with that. Right. Um, you know, just the, who they had, the talent that was there, and the way they play, and they reflected their coach um, in the way they played and practiced and prepared. So, I mean, yeah, it's just hats off to it to a great career in life i mean it sucks that it ends short um but i mean i think there's a lot to look back at that there's a legacy left behind that's very men- memorable
0: yeah and now uh coach Taft will be calling plays from up above uh and meanwhile no really good way to transition out of this no. news but i mean saint mary's as a football team i think is Starting to pick up some steam yeah. here. They played. They played a very tough non-conference schedule. They got into league play last week, Ryan, and beat Kellogg, thirty to eighteen. It's not only their first win of the year, but uh, their first win in league play. They're one zero in the Central Idaho League, the CIL, which is really all that counts.
1: Yeah, and and you look at you know to to segue into football, and with that, you know every week matters in that conference this year. Um so every league win you can get is, is monumental with a two a a two bid league. Um, you know, with I look at Grangeville and St. Mary's, it's gonna come down to that game um as far as for the conference title and St. Mary's what they were able to do on the on the ground last week was just unbelievable. I think it was like uh, the running back had 41 carries for 297 yeah. yards or something like so, that. So yeah, so here here are yeah.
0: the stats. Here are the stats. As a team, St. Mary's <laughs> rushes for 416 yards as a team. Trey Gibson, who we we have known for a long time, his is legs of fell off. I mean, or how did they not
1: fall off? Go ahead. <laughs> one one
0: of the best players in the conference, uh, certainly on the team. Forty-seven carries for Trey Gibson. I mean, that is—I've never seen that in my short time in Idaho, where a guy just kept getting fed like that. He rushed for three hundred ninety-one yards and 391. four touchdowns. That's what I, I'm
1: sorry, I shorted you hundred yards, and you—I <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> gave you two ninety-seven. It was three ninety-one. My apologies, Trey, but yeah, that was—that's a heck of an effort. Holy cow!
0: And he—he he scored all four touchdowns as well yeah. uh, for St. Yeah. Mary's. So that—I mean tremendous win for the lumberjacks and you're right it's setting up for the showdown between grangeville and st mary's and we'll talk about grangeville here in in just a second they were in a, a wild game last week as well um and they will meet on friday october 6th and we think that's probably the game that decides it kellogg has fallen off a little bit um could still maybe compete for an at large bid or could you know, possibly create a three-way tie if you know Kellogg can can take care of Grangeville, um, but they've already fallen behind the eight ball a little bit here to St. Mary's. Uh, Kellogg will play Grangeville the week after October thirteenth, so Grangeville gets St. Mary's and Kellogg in back-to-back weeks, and that will probably ultimately uh, figure what trajectory they're on in terms of a league championship. Grangeville last week lost to New Plymouth fifty-two to forty-nine which is just
1: a shootout, man. Like That was an impressive (laughs) offensive explosion from both teams.
0: Yeah. And and that's the deal with Grangeville is they're playing like very tight on the margins here. They're averaging almost 35 points per game, but they're allowing 32. And so it's been a high wire act. They are one in three, but they have also like St. Mary's played a pretty challenging schedule this year. Um, So yeah, I I do think though, it's going to come down to Grangeville and St. Mary's and Kellogg, maybe with a hot streak can get a third spot to the playoffs. There are some at large bids available, but to me, it's a clear top two.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Look at the top two um, coming out of this conference. And then, you know, Grangeville's not an easy out. Let's put it that way. And I don't think St. Mary's is either with running games late in the year and sloppy field conditions. You know, you don't want to count out either of those teams. I think what's going to come down to is which of those two programs um, put it together with a more complete defensive effort. Uh, week to week. And I think right now the edge tends to lean to St. Mary's a little bit, but um, I mean, Grangeville, they're kind of, it's like sixes. I mean, I really look at that. You could do a dice roll and figure out who wins the conference this year. If you don't want to play that game, but um, (laughs) it's, it's going to be a tight one in the CIL for sure.
0: Yeah. Good luck to coach Greg Rouse uh, and St. Mary's as well as Grangeville and their longtime coach, uh, Jeff Adams will continue to keep an eye On each of those two teams as we go. Uh Timberlake played Moscow in a pretty fun game. This was a game we had on Idahosports.com last week. A little 3A versus 4A matchup. Timberlake goes on the road and picks up a 10-point win, 38 to 28. Uh Timberlake kind of stubbed their toe against McCall Donnelly a couple weeks ago, but I still think this is a really good team with the trio of backs that they've got. Caius Tebby. Uh, 113 yards, two touchdowns, Vaughn Higgins, 111 yards in a score. You can't get more even 113 for Tebby, 111 for Higgins. And then Cooper lens, you know, he didn't have as much rushing um, totals as he has in previous games, but he returned to kickoff 80 yards for a touchdown and one Idaho sports.com player of the game honors.
1: Yeah. And then you look at what they're able to do in the passing game. Also, I mean, in the uptemps that they get, you know, the few and far between, but the, when they're successful, they usually strike big um so i look at that timberlake team you know running a wing T attack but being balanced out of it um you know it's going to bode well later in the year obviously but they 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 only get one conference game and that's going to come at the end of the season against bonners ferry um who's a team that seems to be reeling a little bit right now so you look at the playoff picture you know what can happen i think the big test you know for for timberlake set, out in front of them is going to be this month against sugar salem next weekend um, not this coming week, but the weekend following, but
0: well, and, and, and this week they host St. Mary's.
1: So, I mean, yeah. it's,
0: it's not boy, that game, Saint that Mary's game will have rushes.
1: 120 rushes. Like, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that,
0: that, that game could kick off at seven o'clock and be done by seven forty-five.
1: <laughs> yeah. You could have halftime by seven thirty. I mean, we've seen it before <laughs> in games like that to where we have a halftime, I think it's seven thirty-five. And then the game ends like somewhere after eight thirty, and you're like, "What in the world?" But yeah, uh, with the rushing attacks in both those teams, that could be that could be a short game. You might be able to land and get a get to the restaurant before they close at the end of that one.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you might be able to hit close in time for sure. So yeah, t- interesting two game stretch coming up for Timberlake. Uh, I d- I do think they'll win that auto bid. Now la- uh, last year, both they and Bonners Ferry got into the playoffs. I don't think that's the case this year um Bonner's Ferry I think at this point with the way they've been struggling their focus is on okay season finale we can get an auto bid if we knock out Timberlake and we got all
1: headed to the state <laughs> we
0: I mean we got to put all our effort yep. in into that and then I think from there Timberlake would get an at large bid but a little too early still to be talking playoff stuff uh we we wait until October to start doing that type of thing but um it, it's going to be interesting for Timberlake and then of course in 2 weeks hosting Sugar Salem on idahosports.com you're you're gonna be there Skaggs, yeah i'll
1: be so on the call for that one i'm looking forward to doing that game too i think if i'm not mistaken i'm doing it with our friend down south lance taylor so that should be a fun game
0: <laughs> yeah and he's he's a guy that lives in sugar and so you know it's your job to balance him out make sure we got a good even <laughs> equ- equitable bro- no lance does a good job of uh, he
1: does he does a yeah. great job yeah for sure it'll be a fun broadcast uh, but yeah, yes. that's that's a, that's one that you circle on the schedule at the beginning of the year and you kind of like look at it and it's it's going to be a pretty big affair as far as the 3A realm goes. Um, you know, the 4A's didn't do too too well against the 3A schools this weekend if you look at it up here in North Idaho.
0: Yeah, and that, that was going to be my next segue is uh you know head scratching for sure where uh I don't know what to make of this league. Mo- Moscow I think is better. Uh Lakeland is really banged up. up. Yeah. They're they're down to their third string quarterback and they're missing uh Lovey Wheel, their uh standout running back. So they are just running on fumes at this point. And Sandpoint has also been kind of dinged up a little bit, but they seem to kind of be tweaking and figuring some things out. They got into a shootout uh on Saturday against Homedale in a neutral site game in Hermiston, Oregon. Um, And so they lost 44-35. Basically, Holmdale jumped out to a 14-0 lead. And from there, the two sides kind of traded scores. But because Sandpoint had kind of dug that early hole, they were never quite able to fight their way out of it. Um, But Max Frank balled out, 70 yards on the ground, three touchdowns, caught three passes and a touchdown from Drew Lehman as well. And Cody Brewster rushed for 115 yards and a score. This is definitely a run-oriented attack for Sandpoint. And if Lehman can continue to kind of pick his spots in and attack, I think at this point, unless Lakeland heals up, I lean sandpoint. But
1: yep. And, I mean, I look at Moscow could be the team that sneaks in and, you know, knocks off Lakeland, too, or, I mean, vice versa. It's just going to be – it's going to be really weird. It's one of those years, I think we saw it like five years ago in the conference where everybody was just neck and neck. Everybody entered the last week one and one with each other. And so it went to the last round of games on whoever wins basically gets to do the uh, draw straws for the league championship. But, um, yeah, I mean, I look at this affair and, you know, Moscow on the upswing offensively, they're getting a better offensive output. I think defensively, they're going to have to tighten their reins up a little bit and figure something out on the defensive side of the ball. They can shut some teams down defensively. They're going to be in the mix because I think offensively, Isaacson and the other guys that are out there on the field, they're doing a great job. I mean, I think they've really stepped up into their roles, especially for being a young crew. Um, Sandpoint, obviously, figuring it out because they got a different quarterback than who they started the year with. Um, But they're getting, you know, different players and athletes in position to make plays. And I think that's where they're, you know, making it. So what you're going to see is it's going to come down to who's healthy and who's got a defense at the end of the year. I mean, and if if you're going that route, Sandpoint appears to be the healthiest. I would give them the edge just based on what they've got pieces, you know, on the table still. Um, If Lakeland can get some of those guys back, I mean, they're back in the mix, obviously. But it's going to be, you know, they they got. Boat race by Coeur d'Alene last week, which wasn't a really fair draw for them with your third string quarterback and second and third string running backs and you know a couple other pieces missing on the defensive and offensive side of the ball. Um, you know, and they drew a, a tough draw again this week, getting post falls. So, you know, that's uh if Lakeland can get healthy though, they can make an interesting race there. You <laughs> just ditched your entire mic setup, I believe.
0: <laughs> so Wow. that I'm going to apologize to the listeners. That's going to sound awful when you're listening back to this. That was probably pretty loud, huh? It wasn't bad.
1: It wasn't that bad, but I just saw your mic just like ditch straight out of the the stand. it
0: It fell off the arm. Yeah.
1: Anyways. I'll just you look like it. you're doing a sideline interview, so I'll hold, I'll hold it like this,
0: like uh, like those guys on the pregame shows do, right? Where they're broadcasting yeah. from the arena and they're all holding the mic. Um, I'll, I'll the next time you, you launch into a diatribe, I'll mute myself and reattach the mic. But <laughs> basically, <laughs> uh, it's something new every week, folks. That's why you got to tune in. Um, yep. yes, that is a game we're broadcasting Friday night on Idaho Sports.com. You, you and I personally skags uh this is our first broadcast together since the uh idaho all-state uh the idaho state yeah the statewide all-star basketball games from north idaho college so i'm looking forward to that um post falls hosting lakeland um this is going to be i think an easy time for the trojans but should be a fun game regardless
1: we talked about post falls being able to get back to full strength. And I think they hit the right spot in their schedule with the university last week. They got to rest some of their guys. Um, and then they get Lakeland this week, which usually ends up being a pretty, you know, sporty affair. If you talk about uh, what's going on as far as like, you know, the chippiness of that game, that game can get chippy pretty quick. Uh, last year we saw Lakeland steal a win. I mean, that was the other thing too. Like that was a a big win for the Hawks last year. So there was a bit of a revenge um, recipe for this game for post falls. I I think it's going to be all Trojans early and often in that one. Um, but I mean, since we're we're calling the game, I don't want to sound like a homer or anything like that. But it's just, man. I mean, I look at Lakeland fondly as you know a team that I've used to coach. But um, you want to see them get healthy, and this isn't the right game to have to try to get back to full strength.
0: No, and you know Sandpoint's playing Lewiston this week. That's going to be a, t- a tough be matchup. Game. Yeah. For sure, and and Moscow is playing Lake City, so it's all four A, five A. We could easily see these four A teams all go zero and three again. Um, yep. But but it shouldn't. This is why context is important because the schedules are so imbalanced for these four A teams that that's why you'll want to see Lakeland with your own eyes on yep. IdahoSports.com. If you just score, watch. You're not getting the full picture of what yeah. this team is capable of, so that would be my my plug there to watch. And honestly, it's going to come down to to three weeks in October: October sixth, Lakeland at Sandpoint; October thirteenth, Sandpoint at Moscow; and then October twentieth, Moscow at Lakeland. I mean, that's yep. gonna that's gonna determine it. Um, probably two teams get to the playoffs this year from the north. I'm just guessing, but we'll see. We'll
1: they, see they what get, they're. they're Rankings come out.
0: (laughs) Right. They get one auto bid and then there are eight at large bids available. We've seen years where all three have gotten in. I'm just not sure. I say of of all the
1: four, a five, a games, the most intriguing one to me is Moscow and Lake city. I look at that game. There's a possibility. Moscow could pull the stunner in that one. Um, Lake city's trying to figure some things out. They, they drew a tough draw last week with Bishop Kelly, Um, you know, Lake City goes four consecutive or three consecutive weeks or four consecutive weeks with all four A opponents. Um, you know, so like they're playing down a little bit. I know they're trying to figure it out. They've got the talent there, but let's see if they can put together the pieces. Moscow's looking to play spoiler. That's the game I would put a pin in on as far as the question mark of all the games going on this week in in North Idaho.
0: Yes. And, and then speaking of the 5As, hard to clean anything. Post falls had a 69 nothing win over university, which we talked about. Tevin Burns, 160 yards, four touchdowns in the win. Um, Lewiston played a similarly overmatched opponent, the Buckaroos from Pendleton, Oregon. Um, that's Lewiston is significantly larger than Pendleton. Uh, they win 39 12. Noah Carpenter returned the opening kickoff for a touchdown for Lewiston. and The route was on from there. Coeur shuts out Lakeland 54 nothing. Quietly, Caden Simmons has kind of taken over this mm-hmm. offense. Uh Sophomore quarterback for I like it. for Cordellane, and he's done well. Four touchdowns to four different receivers: Colby Cowie, Kai Wheeler, Carson Harris, and and Brett Myers last week. And so, b- big picture here. And I, man, I hate talking playoffs this early, but you know the fans are. So it's our it's our duty to kind of give the fans what they want here. When you look this year at the five A brackets, gags. North Idaho gets two teams automatically. And then in years past, there's been two at large bids where a third team could compete for that third spot. Um, But this year there's only one at large bid. Somehow the state of Ada got seven auto bids instead of the six that they've had in the past. So they got seven auto bids this year, which means one at large bid. And I'll be honest. I don't think a third team from North Idaho is going to make it. Coeur has lost Coeur, has lost. Coeur has lost to Rocky mountain already, which is a good loss. Really Lewiston. Um, if they finish third, they're going to look back on that loss to capital and go, boy, that's a game we needed to win and didn't. Um, yeah. and so I, I think it's two from North Idaho. So between Coeur Lewiston post falls buckle up.
1: <laughs> yeah. And those are, those are going to be fun games to, 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 keep eyes on too. I think if you look down later in the year, you know, do we have a bit of a quarterback controversy in Coeur lane? We'll see what happens. I mean, we always talk about things that are going on within the programs and um, you know, I don't want to throw fuel on a fire that's not there necessarily, but I look at, you know, some of these teams with, with players mixed around there, there's could be a bit of a, bit of a claim to, you know, and, the, and then you look at, you know, Simmons played great. Then they had uh, the other kid that came in after him played awesome too. I mean they had two quarterbacks realistically in that Lakeland game that looked phenomenal. So I think the cupboards are pretty full for the for the Vikings for years to come. Um, you know after this year too.
0: Yeah, and so Jamison Kazar started the year as the quarterback, and I guess this is when I'm when I'm. I live in North Idaho, but I have to you know monitor what's going on around the whole state. So I haven't had a chance to actually ask yet what happened there, and I obviously haven't seen Coeur d'Alene. With yep. my eyes since the first game of the year when they played Rigby, um, and and I was broadcasting that game, so I don't know if if Kazar is injured. I don't know what I don't know what's going on there, and honestly, I don't know if anybody does except the Quarter Lane fans, and that's just the hard part of not being able to go cover this team or being able to watch this team. Is I'm not I'm not sure what's going on there. So yeah, I'll, I'll admit I'll admit I have no idea.
1: We'll try to dig to the bottom of it. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Well, the, well I think the, the, the talk and the what's going to show up on the field is going to speak for itself. And I think, Cordellane. you look at the offensive output the last few weeks, there's been a noted difference. Um, and Carson Spielman's been more effective as the offense has gotten better in the passing game. Carson Spielman's been more effect, more effective in the rushing game. Um, you know, that's, that's a big difference for that Vikings team. I mean, you know what the defense is going to be week in and week out. That defense is stout, solid. I mean they're in my mind a top 5 top 6 defense in the state. Um so offensively if they can get a lift there, you know, you put a circle on that Post falls Coeur Lane game again. That's going to be at Coeur Lane this year. Um that's going to be a that's going to be a big game to watch and a fun one for sure. Yeah.
0: All right, eight man football. Last week we had a number of teams featured on IdahoSports.com. Cami, I goes down south and Gets a big win over council. The game I was at, Skaggs, uh, actually was pretty fun. It was the second football game ever held at the Mariman Health Core Center in Worley. That is a beautiful facility. And I, I told
1: you it's awesome.
0: Um, Lakeside was playing Clark Fork. Myself and Brian Hall were there broadcasting, and uh I get there and I was well accommodated. Uh, the, the folks at Mariman Health took care of us and, and treated us well. The folks at lakeside high took care of us and treated us well. After the game, I get back to, to my, my home, uh, in Hayden and, uh, I reach in my pocket and I'm like, I don't have my cell phone. <laughs> I'm like, that's, that's not good. <laughs> um, <laughs> So I'm getting ready to like turn around and drive all the way back down to Worley and and the Mariman Health Center. uh, And my wife goes, well, let's see if we can like track your phone first and see where it's at. And I was like, oh, that's why I married (laughs) you, because you're so smart. So anyways, I, I track the location and it pings to Lakeside High School. And I'm like, "Okay, obviously somebody picked it up and brought it back to the school. Right. Awesome. Shout out to Adrian Brown Sonder, the athletic director at Lakeside. You saw my <laughs> phone sitting there. Was like, I bet somebody left this. Uh, took it to the office. I ran down there Monday morning to pick it back up. So big thanks to Adrian. You know, I got there. Um, we got there pretty early on Friday night, and I was I was looking for Adrian. I'd never met him before. And so I, I asked Coach Buell, the Lakeside coach, I said, Hey, where, where's um Where's Adrian at? I just had a couple of quick questions, so like, oh, he's over there, man in the grill. Yo, <laughs> like, Adrian.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you know, an AD, an AD wears several hats, um, but grill master got to be t- near the top of the list. So that's awesome. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Only yeah. in uh, only in eight man football in Idaho, you find that that's that's amazing. That facility is gorgeous. I hope. Yeah. Uh, you know that, that that facility gets used in the in the postseason too. Like that that that's a gem to have up here in, in North Idaho. I know that community is uh they're they're head over heels for that that facility.
0: Yeah, it was kind of cool going back with Brian because Brian actually taught and coached at Lakeside um early early on in his career. He's been a lot of places but, Oh yeah. <laughs> um La- Lakeside was one of the stops and so he actually Liam Hendricks's dad, Liam Hendricks is the quarterback for Lakeside this year. Liam Hendricks, dad was a student of Brian's when he was a teacher. <laughs> so we were, we were talking to him quite a bit, um, getting some good background info. Um, and essentially with Lakeside, they of course have their own field in plumber, right? It's, it's grass. And then this new turf field gets built. Um, and they, uh, had a home game, To start the year against Logos, it was in Plummer, and that went fine. But then they've had a problem with the lights ever since. And so they were like, "Well, we're going to have to like move all our games to three o'clock kickoffs." And um, somebody was like, "Hey, why don't we just go play at the Mariman Health Center, you know, and play under the lights on the turf?" And um, it sounds like they're going to play the rest of their games there, home games, anyways. Yeah, that's phenomenal. So the first football game was against Wallace. And then the second game ever was against Clark Fork last week. We had it on Idaho sports.com as for the game itself, 37 to 16 was the final. Uh, this was a game that was at halftime 14 to eight. And you want to talk about first half uh, that flies by Clark Fork ran the clock down to like one or two seconds. Every time they had the ball <laughs> on offense, um, They they took every last second they could. And it worked out for them for a half. Um, and then they just made a couple of uh, mistakes on offense. Back-to-back defensive touchdowns for Lakeside in the third quarter really swung the game the night's direction where you had a scoop and score by Lucky Matt, and then you had a pick six from Jamari Peon. He played well. Quincy Hall ran the ball well. Lucky Matt was our IdahoSports.com player of the game. He was the homecoming king at halftime. Then he gets the scoop and score in the third quarter of action, which is always great to see. I came away thinking... This Lakeside team is is physical. I came in expecting a track meet with all these athletes. They're physical. They line it yep. up, and, and they pound the ball up the middle. And That's how they
1: on, play basketball, too, though. <laughs> you look at it. It's, they play basketball <laughs> physical also. But yeah, go ahead. And,
0: and on defense, they are their they're linebackers and defensive line are stout. I cannot wait. I cannot wait for them to play Mullen-St. Regis. I think, to me, the two best teams are by far Mullen-St. Regis, and lakeside they will play friday september 29th in worley and then the rematch comes friday october 13th in mullen um that's going to be two really outstanding matchups i think it'll be fun Mm
1: -hmm. absolutely i agree with you there
0: yeah um eight man football this week on idahosports.com north idaho game night garrison hardy will be on the call as logos hosts lapway we're going lapway yeah. We came into we came into the season thinking Lapboy was probably, you know, they had just lost a lot of talent to graduation, wasn't sure what they had coming up through the pipeline. Um, they take it to Clearwater Valley last week and and talking to their coach Alan Hutchins this week, he said, Hey, we're we're on the wrong end of some season ending injuries. You know, three or four impact players, not yeah not playing for Clearwater Valley and so they're they're struggling but here's a chance now. Logos uh still undefeated in the White Pine 3 and 0 they're 4-0 overall but here comes Lapway and we know Lapway can get into shootouts sometimes. This is going to be a fun game Friday night on idaho sports.com.
1: Yeah, and you look at Logos, I mean they're sitting in the driver's seat right now too which is, you know, impressive for that that group and you know Lapway, you look at the teams that are left, you know, in the playoff race. I think it kind of as a four horse. Um, realistic picture, maybe five if you want to throw a prairie still in the mix a little bit. But um, between Potlatch, uh, Logos, Lapway, Kami, I, like those teams right there we kind of dogpiled at the top. And, uh, you know, every week's going to matter now from now to the end of the season. But Lapway offensively with year out and, you know, they've got other guys that are able – year out was all over the field on Friday night in, in that game against Colorado Valley. I think he had like 14 tackles. Um, including a turnover and a touchdown, and then he had some rushing, and yeah, it was just he had a phenomenal game. Um, but Vapway's been able to, like you said, get in some shootouts now and offensively starting to make that scoreboard twitch a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so that's uh that's a team that could be on the on the deadly end of an upward swing. So for, for opponents, so that's a team you don't want to take lightly with the athletes they've gotten that program um they're able to to get things moving i I mean you don't want to say it's a trap game for logos but you got to be on your toes every week now um and logos offensively what they're able to do and defensively what they're able to do you know they're just going to keep you know sticking to who they are um but it's going to be an interesting uh i think next three weeks are going to be pretty telling there in the white pine 1a that's going to be d1 that 1a d1 it's going to be a fun race to watch towards the end of the season
0: Yeah, so this week, Logos hosts Slapway, Potlatch will take on Troy. And if they both get through that unscathed, next next Friday in Potlatch, two unbeaten teams colliding for uh, bragging
1: rights in
0: the White Pine League should be. Yeah, the
1: battle for Latah County.
0: that's right uh, yeah. uh potlatch hoping they could fire up that chainsaw cut off a couple more cookies after they yeah. they do that after every touchdown it's kind of a cool deal so a lot of exciting eight-man action on tap this week as well um and we had some excellent soccer happen uh just last night ryan we're recording this yeah. on wednesday the 20th we had some tuesday night crosstown action between lake city and coeur d'Alene. we'll wrap up with a little real real football talk right football talk uh (laughs) lake city boys very quietly having a banner year nobody's talking about them they're not getting any respect typical story from the north yeah that's how they want it right
1: they want it that way absolutely
0: but both lake city's boys and girls win one to nothing over quarter lane last night the boys are still undefeated i think they've wrapped up the number one seed for the district tournament um and the lake city girls you know lost some pieces to graduation but they're still they're not as dominant as they were last year but still very good
1: yeah i believe they lost three division one soccer players so i mean that's you talk (laughs) about replacing that that there's a lot to go for but i mean the league championship is is up for grabs i mean it's literally you know there's three teams clamoring for first place right now that are in realistic um striking distance of that so you know, the number one seed is going to come down probably to the last week of the season. Realistically, you know, Coeur Lake city and Lewiston are all kind of trying to make claim for that. But, um, the five AIL, it's like, who wants to win it? You know, it's, it's there for the picking. I think, you know, you look at what the conference is bringing down and Lake city being young, if they're going to peak at the right time, now is it. I mean, if they're going to start picking off wins against crosstown rival Coeur d'Alene, um, you know, you got some big matches coming up the next week or two as well. So, um, Things are going to get interesting and heated. The foray is much the same. Um, you know, you look at Sandpoint and and Moscow are, you know, kind of in the heated race there as well. So um, it's going to be uh, interesting in, on the on the pitch for the next couple of weeks.
0: Definitely, Grayson Cortis scores the game winner for Lake City in the first half on the boy side. On the girls side, it's Gabby Henkel who scores uh, early on in the second half for the one nothing win. But in both games, and Cordelaine Press did a good job having the full stats, not just the scores, um, shots on goal uh, on the girls side. Lake City outshoots Cordelaine seventeen to seven, and on the boy side, Lake City outshoots Cordelaine on on goal. Uh, 11 to four and so typically the more bites at the apple the more shots at goal you're getting eventually law of averages says one one or two are going to sneak in there not always the case but um it worked out for lake city last night and so yes north idaho soccer gearing up here we're hitting the stretch drive season is more than halfway over if you can believe it so keep an eye on things
1: yeah uh, it's gonna be uh, a fun thing to watch i think as the playoff races are heating up in all sports, including volleyball, um, so everything is kind of getting that that stretch run towards the end of the year. Football, you know, you look at it; you're already six weeks in after this week, so um, it's just crazy how fast things have moved already this fall because it feels like we just got started.
0: <laughs> I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> Slow down.
1: <laughs> I saw, I saw Schweitzer got snow last night too. So I'm like looking at this, and I'm like, okay, like dude, we are hitting fall. So yeah, it's a. Uh, Things are gonna get get fun here in the next couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, I su- I switched internet companies. Uh, obviously, we've
1: I noticed that. we haven't had any glitches this week. <laughs>
0: much much better service now. And uh, as we were calling uh, my old internet provider to cancel on Monday night, the accounts in my wife's name, so she had to call. Um, you know, they're they're asking us ten different times. Oh, what can we do to get you to stay? And oh how's how's the weather up where you're at and my wife like just totally dead pants like oh great it's gonna snow soon so i'm really excited (laughs) like just like (laughs) wrap it up let's go let's get out of here just
1: (laughs) much like with what we're trying to do right now with the the prep cast no Uh... yes
0: so anyways (laughs) internet internet check prep cast check Two games this Friday night on idahosports.com. It is Lapway at Logos, seven o'clock. Also Lakeland at Post Falls at seven o'clock as well. Totally live, totally free on idahosports.com. All right. Until then, enjoy the competition this weekend, everybody, for Ryan's gags. I'm Brandon Baney, and we'll see you next time on idahosports.com.